Okay, hi, welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, my name is Sammy. Really nice to meet you all. This is my first episode, and I actually already recorded some of it with my friend who I did Ragbri with, which I did, she wasn't my friend before I met her for Ragbri. I literally just met her on the internet, and it was so much fun. It was so cool to meet fun people, but we were very tired when we were recording that, and I definitely think we missed some details, some things I wanted to talk about, so I figured I'd do kind of like a two-part thing, and also I wanted to get into kind of the details, talk about like how I got my bike there. I'm from Florida, so I should probably just really straight up start from the beginning. I saw this video of Kara and Nate on YouTube, and they did Ragbri in Iowa. I'm from Iowa. My whole family grew up in Iowa, so they remember Ragbri. They remember when those bikers were riding through their town. And so basically, if you don't know what Ragbri is, it is where you ride your bike from the western end of Iowa and you ride it all the way across the entire state to the eastern side of Iowa and you do that it takes 7 days. So for the whole week, you're literally just riding your bike like 50 70 miles a day to get to the other side of Iowa and the route changes every year they always go through different towns from my understanding they do have repeat towns but the route is never the same I saw this video and I basically was like I think I'm gonna do it like I really just it's something that I'm interested in and so I asked a couple of my friends, I was like, do you guys want to do rag ride with me? We'll ride our bikes across Iowa. It looks like so much fun. I showed a couple of people the video of Kara and Nate and everyone was like, no, we do not want to go. <laughs> so um, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, will you please go with me? And he was like, no, I literally have no desire to, which, okay, I get it. I respect that. But I was kind of by myself and I decided I didn't want to just not do it because nobody would go with me. So I was like, fine, I'll do it by myself. I just posted on Facebook. There's this Ragbri Newbies Facebook group. And so I posted on there and I was like, hey, I'm Sammy. I'm 21. Uh, I'm from Florida and I just signed up for Ragbri. So I was hoping I could find somebody else in this group who is around my age who would maybe want to ride together so that I would know somebody. This was so funny. Like most of the comments people were like, don't worry about it. You'll just meet people when you get here. Um, Everybody's friendly here. And it's like, okay, like you're 50. You know, I'm 21 years old. I'm like a 21-year-old female. This is a safety priority for me. This is a fun priority for me. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm going to meet people, but like I want somebody who I can rely on if I need help or if I'm in danger that they're not going to be 30 miles away from me at any given point in time. They're going to be close to me. So, This was a big priority for me, and people just did not get it, it seemed like. And I got a couple comments from people who were like, oh, I'm 21, or I'm 20, or I'm 23, same here, Um, I'd love to meet up with you, and basically, I messaged all of the people in my age range, and Abby is the only one who consistently answered me. We would have little FaceTime calls where we would kind of talk about our progress training and our 
ideas, our plans for RAGBRAI, and kind of just like talk about our lives so that we'd get to know each other a little bit better so that we weren't total strangers when we met. And I think that was the best. Like meeting Abby and the Facebook group and like doing the FaceTime calls and the way that we did it was perfect. Like I would 1000% recommend doing it exactly the way that I did. I had great results. Don't get me wrong. You might end up just meeting someone you don't click with who you don't want to hang out with very much, but I did not have that problem at all. Like I feel like Abby and I were perfect to do rag bride together. It was really great all around. So then you got to start training (laughs) and this part, you know, I can't give very solid advice on it because I did a horrible job training and honestly, like I had such good intentions and I didn't even have a bike. Like I barely knew how to ride a bike. I did have a bike. I had a beach cruiser, which is a horrible bike to train for RAGBRAI on in case you were wondering. So I was like, okay, I need to get a real bike. I need to be training. You know, you're supposed to train like four times a week. Um, I joined a gym because I was like, well, if I can't do the bike outside, if I actually can't ride my bike, I need to at least be able to go to like a stationary bike and do that. And every time I'd go in, I would do like 10 miles usually not more than that because it takes a long time okay it took me like an hour and I had my resistance really high when I was doing it in the gym because I felt like it was really good conditioning and honestly I think it was I think that did help me a lot but it's very 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 different than actually riding a bike so my boyfriend had gotten a bike a few months earlier for this it's not like a triathlon, but he does this thing every year where it has like biking, running, and it's a bench press. So he had a bike because he had bought it for that. So I was like, okay, the bike is kind of a little too small for him, so it'll probably fit me perfectly. So I was going to use his bike to train. And I did. I used it and it just had problems, man. It was really severe. So first of all, when I would ride it, I I don't know if I was changing the gears wrong or something, but the gear would just fall off. Like the chain would fall off of the gear. Don't get me wrong. Like I am not, I do not know anything about bikes, but I know that that is not okay. <laughs> so I would fix it though. Well, one time when I was riding my bike, I could not get the chain back on. And some guy was like, do you want to, do you want me to help you? And I was like, no, really? It's okay. And I just couldn't get it. And so he came over to try and help me and he couldn't get it either. And he's like, oh, this is messed up. I was like 10 miles from the house. So at that point, Harrison had to come get me and get the bike and all. And that was really, that was really fun. We took his bike to the bike shop just to get it fixed because we're like, oh, I'm sure they can fix that. The people who looked at the bike were like, you shouldn't even fix this. Like this bike is so messed up that you literally could just be on it and the handlebars could just break off. Are you kidding me? I guess somebody tried to meld the carbon fiber with metal, which is very dangerous. Do not ever do that, especially if you're going to sell your bike to somebody else. Um, Super dangerous. So he basically was like, don't ride this bike anymore. (laughs) So I was like, okay, roger that. Heard it will not ride the bike anymore. 
So at that point, I just, I had no bike. I got sick, I think, three times in the time I was supposed to be training for RAGBRAI, which is ridiculous, but it happened, and I was not very prepared, to say the least. My allergies were really bad while I was in Iowa, and I kind of caught on to that before we started biking. Like, I was like, I think I need some allergy medicine. I don't want to be sick, and so I got some, and it was brilliant, beautiful. So first day, I think first, second, and third day, I had the allergy medicine. I had it until like the day after the century ride. So then we had the century day, and I remember I was on my century ride, and I could literally smell the pollen, and I was like, ooh, that's not good. That is not a good sign for me. So I knew the next day my allergies were going to be bad. There was just this big mishap. Like, we kept all of our stuff in plastic bags, right? Because we didn't want anything to get wet. So then when you take things out of the plastic bags, I kind of just put them wherever in the tent. And they didn't have a great spot. Like nothing had a place. I just would unpack, throw the bags all over the place, throw my stuff all over the place. Because whatever, we're going to pack it all up the next day anyways. When you wake up, it is dark like you can't see anything and we're trying to go fast so that we can get on the road because it's cold we want to get to the end town at a good time I couldn't find it and so I was like okay I guess I have to just I have to ride today without any allergy medicine that's not good but obviously I was like I need to stop and buy some allergy medicine somewhere but here's the thing is like when you ride you do not want to, first of all, you do not want to pull over in the middle of your route. Like, you don't want to have to stop not in a town unless there's something happening or whatever, right? Like, you don't want to stop and you never want to stop at the bottom of a hill. Only at the top of the hill. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did stop at the bottom of some hills, but I didn't want to. <laughs> like, you want to make it to the top of the hill and then stop so that when you get on the bike again, you're going downhill. I rode the entire day without allergy medicine. And don't get me wrong, I felt sick. Like, I did not feel good that day. But when I got to the final town, there was a gas station. Hallelujah. I went in and they didn't have non-drowsy allergy medicine. I was exhausted. So I went and the tent was already set up because Abby had gotten there so much sooner than I had because I didn't feel very good. And I was like, I'm taking a nap. Like, I am so tired. I'm going to take a nap. And then I was like, okay, better go to Hy-Vee and get myself some allergy medicine, which if you're not from the Midwest, Hy-Vee is just a grocery store. I actually love Hy-Vee. It's like the best grocery store. They had it. Thank goodness. And I was taking it for the other days but I feel like once you stop it's not as effective if you like miss a day so the rest of my days I was I'm talking exhausted I think it was the following day it took me 12 hours to get to town anyways let's get into talking with Abby about our experience together about RAGBRAI how much fun we had, and all the cool people that we met. I'm here with my friend Abby today. Hi, I'm Abby, <laughs> and I get to be co-hoster. You're like a guest star. <laughs> okay, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, 
Yes, so my name's Abby, and I live here in Iowa. I'm from Wilton, and I'm in college, and I like doing fun things that are outgoing and adventurous. We're going to talk about Ragbri, which if you've never heard of it, I don't blame you. It's like not the most common thing, unless you live in Iowa. You should definitely know about it if you live in Iowa. So you go from, is it the Missouri River? Mm-hmm. So the Missouri River, and then you ride your bike all the way across, all the way to the Mississippi River. And so you dip, like, your back tire into the Missouri River and your front tire in the Mississippi, like, when you're done. Which this year, they didn't have it as, I guess they do this multiple years, where the back tire dip, like, you weren't even close to the river when you get to, like, the campground. So we would have had to bike, what was it? Like five miles? Yeah, yeah, like nine miles. To do this tire dip before we even started biking across Iowa. So we actually didn't do that. Why did you sign up? I signed up because it went through my town when I was younger. And I always wanted to do it. So, yeah. Just the 49th year of Ragbri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to do the 50th? Do you still want to do it? I want to do part of it. Part Maybe of it, the whole the- thing. Maybe. It depends where it's going. I'm not going to do the 50th, personally. But I'm re- glad that I did it this time. Like, I might do it again sometime in my life, but not next year. I feel like it ended up being a lot more expensive than I originally planned. <laughs> but that's okay. It was fun. It was worth it, honestly. Like, it was worth the money. And we went a pretty cheap route. Mm-hmm. If you just look in the description, if you want to see all the stuff that we spent Oh, well, it'll be me. It won't be Abby's. <laughs> but it'll be, like, all of my financial information about the trip. This year was also the first year since, I don't know, the 80s? Sometime in the 80s, I think, that they've had a century ride, which is, like, where you ride your bike 100 miles basically in one go. I mean, you take breaks, but, like, in one day you ride your bike 100 miles, which I did not know when I signed up for it. I was not prepared for that. Well, and when we, like, signed up, we didn't know the map, so it was all a surprise. Mm -hmm. They hadn't released it yet, so then they release it, and they tell you how many miles it is total, and how many miles you go each day, and so they announced the Century Ride, (laughs) which we were not expecting, so that was one of the big things that we were like, oh my god, I have to ride a hundred miles in one day, it's a big deal, but I think it went great. I think it was the biggest momentum of the week for people to get through. Yeah. Everyone looked forward to the century. They're like, can we do it? And like, We can. We did it. Yeah. We crushed it. Yeah. Actually, it was, I think it was the best day. Yeah. Everyone easily. who I talked to at Ragbri, they said it was the best day was the century day for sure. hundred percent. Like, they lo- loved that day. Mm-hmm. They like performed the best. But the weather was really good. Mm-hmm. And we had, everything was on our side. Literally everything went beautifully on the day of the century ride so i had a great experience with that and we got like a little patch for it some of the cool things about ragbri was just meeting people from all over the country mm-hmm. on the back of the bikes were like license plates with people's names and where they came from and so that made it easy to start a conversation with people um we met this guy who had a hawaiian shirt on said he was from hawaii <laughs> and was all about talking about how much he loves hawaii and it's just really cool to get to know people's different cultures and stuff and just being able to be like, hey, you're from there? Like, how cool? Like, what do you like about this place? Like, it just brings up automatic, like, 
cool conversations. Mm-hmm. The license plates are good conversation yes. starters for sure to talk about. Like, if you meet anybody, they're just going to be like, where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what happens. So you're going to get asked that all week if you're on RAGFRI. Did anybody ask you anything specific about, like, where you live? Someone knew, like, where I was from. Like, they specifically, like, grew up near there. So. Oh, that's cool. But, so that helps, too. But. Yeah, for me, because I'm so, like, out of state. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, an exotic being. People ask me so many questions about Florida, which is cool. I like talking about Florida. I don't have a problem with it. But if you're from somewhere kind of bizarre, mm-hmm. expect to get asked about it a lot. But I saw people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. What's, like, craziest place that you saw someone was from? I saw someone from Alaska, and they said there were six other people from Alaska there. Yeah, I saw someone from Alaska, too. I saw someone who was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going from Ireland and going to Iowa. Why would you? I heard a lot of accents on the route, so I knew there was people from other countries. I just didn't. Yeah, there was people from the UK. There was people from Australia. There were so many people. I don't know how someone from Australia decides to come to like ride their bike across Iowa. That's so random to me. But I don't know. I didn't talk to anybody from those places. I just saw it on their license Mm -hmm. plate. And people always, so obviously, my license plate said Tampa, Florida on it, because that's where I'm from. And people would just call me Tampa. Like, wouldn't use my name. Like, wouldn't be like, oh, Sammy. Literally, they would just be like, hey, Tampa. On your left, Tampa. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's me now. I'm just, I'm Tampa. Were people ever like, I don't want to say rude, but like. I feel like sometimes people were very aggressive when they were passing me. I feel like some people were out to race and other people were there just to ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to clarify, it is not a race. Everybody ends at the same place every single night. Like, it's definitely not a race. And people are there for, like, different reasons. So, like, I mean, you can race as fast as you want, but, like, you can also stop and enjoy, like, the things going on on rag right yeah you probably should stop and enjoy things that's probably the better route that's what we were going for <laughs> we were there. yeah like i would be riding and i wouldn't even be in the far left lane like i never rode in the far left because i'm just not that fast of a biker and people would be like move over tampa and i was like oh okay sorry my bad like um, people were just like we're on your left and then there'd be a whole crowd of people that would pass me because mm-hmm. a lot of people passed. <laughs> yeah, you'll get passed a lot. Like, if you go to Ragbright, even if you're a good biker, I think you still get passed a lot. There's, like, thousands of bikers on Ragbright, too. It's yeah. not just a dilly-dally small race. It's, yeah. like, 17,000, I think, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, people who were doing the full week, I think there were, like, 15,500. Mm-hmm. And then there are a lot of people who do just one day or two days or three days. So that's an extra, like, few thousand people who are doing it. So, this year we started in Sergeant Bluff. So, the, all of the initial, like, the expo was there. And so, we went because we figured, oh, we could meet some different people and whatever. And so, we're, like, 21, okay? Let's just start with that. Let's say the average age of the person who does ragbrag. <laughs> what is it? Like, 49 like 40 it's and above like 50 yeah like it's hot like there's some really old people doing rag bride. did yeah. you just meet anyone who was like super old i met an 82 year old woman <laughs> who did the century ride and the whole her. week this lady was kicking it <laughs> did you ask her how long she 
was doing ragbri like how many she's years she's from california or she lived in iowa she moved out to california she just started doing ragbri two years ago when she turned 80 oh my and now God. she's been doing it ever since because she loves to come back in the summer and see the green fields oh <laughs> she says california's all brown oh. Oh. <laughs> here she's talking man like you're so fun oh, the old people are so precious oh my gosh there was this, um, I talked to somebody who had talked to somebody. I don't remember the situation. They were like camping next to this 81 year old or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I don't understand why you'd want to do ragbri when you're like 80. I don't really like personally, I don't get it. Like, I don't know why all these 30. old people <laughs> want to do it. And he said that the 81 year old told him that he likes it because it gives him like a purpose. Oh, oh. I know. Stay in good shape and like practice oh. for a rag bri all year and keep in good biking shape so that they can do it every year. And I thought that was so precious. I was like, oh, my heart. I just, oh, they were so cute. Um, but we made some good friends, like really good friends this trip. I mean, I had a lot of great conversations, but if we're talking about like legit friends like people i'll actually talk to again and again (laughs) some someday in the future um we had a really good little group that we were writing together so you met abigail in the facebook group right Mm -hmm. so we had her meet us on the first day and camp next to each other so then that was automatically like we got along and then we went to the newbie meeting Later on that evening, and met a bunch of people. And that's where we met Lydia. <laughs> yeah. I like both of them so much. They were so fun. So we met Abigail and Lydia, and so we camped all together every single night, really. Mm-hmm. Like, always. We yep. were always together camping, and we would go to a lot of dinner together and stuff like that. But we didn't ride together. But you rode with Lydia a lot. Lydia and I rode together every single day. Starting on the second day. Like, pretty much all day, too. Every like you minute didn't, of the day. Yeah, you didn't, like, separate. That's no. really cool. I wish that one of you guys would have... Yeah. Like, I ride really weird, though, because I go, like, really hard, and then I just don't do anything. <laughs> and, like, nobody else do- does that. You guys yeah, go at a very... We kept the pace. Yeah, you go at, like, a consistent pace, yeah. and I don't do that. And then Abigail was just way ahead of us. <laughs> Abigail was like a, a good She's biker. A pro biker. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. That's fine. She was very helpful, though. She helped me. Oh, my God. I rode the first 20 miles with my <laughs> with my handlebars upside down. <laughs> okay, I don't know anything about biking, okay? I didn't really train for this very well. Like, I literally... But that goes to show that, like, you don't have to be, like, a yeah. good pro biker to do this. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. If 82-year-old from California can do it, you can do it. Anybody, literally, I think rag for If anybody. elderly people can do it, I saw kids doing it. Yeah. there. I saw a baby. A baby. I saw a baby. I mean, the baby wasn't pedaling. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was, like, the baby in a car seat that was, like, on... The bike, it was made for a baby to be on it. It wasn't like they Jimmy rigged the a, baby a car seat pulling the tandem. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this kid was like one year old. It was so cute. I don't know how safe that was for the baby, but 
a lot of times someone will just come up next to you on your left-hand side and just talk to you, which is really cool and nice, and you can meet a lot of new people. So I was talking to this guy for a while, I think, and at the very end, we were, like, just getting into town, and he was like, why are your handlebars upside down? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I definitely thought my handlebars were not upside down. I thought that's just the way that they were. That's what they're supposed to look like. And he's like, your handlebars are upside down. You don't know that? And I was like, no. And so then, luckily, Abigail was in that town. And she mm-hmm. helped me get my handlebars where they're actually supposed to go. But, like, thank goodness this guy told me that they were upside down. I would have just rode the entire way like that. I actually, before that happened... Somebody was passing by me, and I heard him say to somebody next to him, like, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. He's like, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. Her handlebars are upside down. But he didn't even say anything He said it loud, though. So I was like, I thought he was joking. Do you know what I mean? When someone says something to someone else, but they're joking so that you hear it. I thought it was like that. But then he didn't, like, laugh. And I was like, that was weird. Like, that guy's a weirdo (laughs) but it's just me with my handlebars upside down i can't believe i did that but that's fine whatever we're better now so there's like these specific overnight towns and so everyone is actually so different what they decide to do for entertainment and how fun it is what the food options are like it's always super different like they're more or less all kind of festival-y but there's definitely like Pocahontas was definitely the best a hundred percent a lot of times they'll have bands okay so Pop Rocks was a band the actual like young made for people that are younger like I feel like they were more appealing to the younger crowd and um they ran Pocahontas that night and Brought like impressionism, right? Of songs. Yeah, they did like impressions of celebrities, so they'd like dress up. And they dressed up. Like celebrities and sing their songs. And they sung songs that we actually knew. Mm hmm. Yeah, like what, what are, let's name some. What did they do? Didn't they sing Chandelier by Sia? Oh, yeah, they like did that? Sia. They did Britney Spears. They did like a million. Um, Come on, help me. Like the Country Road. No, Friends in Low Places. Oh, Garth that Brooks. Song. Yes. Um, they did. They did so many. They did Kesha. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot of like '80s stuff that I didn't really know the. But like there was the this artists. guy behind us that kept asking like what the artists were. Yes. And stuff. Yes. Oh, because she was doing Katy Perry. Yes. So that was the first one I think that she did was Katy Perry, and she totally looked like her. Like she yeah. had the blue hair, like total Katy Perry outfit. Like it was obvious. Like she was Katy Perry, mm-hmm. and obviously she was singing a Katy Perry song. And the guy behind us just comes up to us and he's like, hey, girls, I feel like I should know this, but who is she supposed to be? And we were like, oh, she's Katy Perry. Like, duh. And this guy was like, oh, okay, great. Like, you know, I mean, we, we didn't say like, duh. We were obviously very polite and he didn't know. And that's fine. <laughs> he didn't know. But and they they did Macklemore. They did um, Pitbull. That was the only oh, one I thought was right. like not. They didn't do Pitbull justice. Sorry, Pitbull. Sorry. Yeah. But all the rest of them were really good. I mean, as a whole, 
amazing. That like the band was, was amazing. Awesome. We stayed the entire time. Yeah, we were so hyped, dude. Mm-hmm. Like all night, and that was our latest night. And we went to bed at like I'd say we went to bed at like midnight. Yeah, concert was over at eleven, and the next day was tough. That was rough. We didn't drink either. Like people no. drink on Ragbri a lot. I think that's, like, why some people do rag bag. Yeah. It's I, just so they can drink. I can't imagine drinking on rag bry. Like, I don't, I don't normally drink anyways. But especially, like, when you're riding your bike 400 miles across the state, I can't imagine. Like, some people start the morning by drinking on rag bry. Yeah. And that would be a horrible day. But, like, just think about, like, I, I had a very rough day the next day after we saw yeah. the Pop Rocks. Because it was so late. And we get up early. So we were leaving at like 6 or 6.30. One of the days I think we left at 7. Just that little bit less sleep that we got. Like my next day was so hard. And imagine if we had also drank. Like that would be. (laughs) I don't get it man. It's so crazy. But yeah the Pop Rocks were amazing. There was this cute little old man in front of us. Oh my god. He was maybe like. My favorite person on the whole trip. He was so cute. He was wearing this little tie-dye shirt and overalls. I have a video of him. The straw hat. Yes. It was like a red, like, crazy hat. He was so cute. I have a video of him dancing, too. I'll put it on my Instagram story. If you go on my Instagram, I have, like, a ragged bry highlight if you want to look at it. And a video of him will be on there. You'll know it's him. You'll know because he's so cute. And you'll just, you'll see him. But he was, like, dancing in front of us. He's, like, shaking his hips. And he was really hype. I mean. He had good dance moves, too. Like, yeah. He, he did good. You know when you're at a concert and you're, like, jumping up and down and you're, like, woo, yeah. And you're so hype. He was, like, doing that. Like, he was not acting like an old man. He was jumping and singing and dancing like crazy. There was one song where I was, like, jumping with this song and I look over and he's jumping too and he's looking at me and we're both just like yeah it was so funny it was so cute Abby give me your number one food that you had for the trip I was on a hunt to find a pickle on a stick it wasn't my number one food but on the second to last day I succeeded in finding that pickle on a stick. Why on a stick? Why does it have to be on a stick? I don't know. It made it so much better, though. Really? Yeah. I don't like pickles. They actually, they have pickles everywhere, though. Yeah. Because they're not so on good. a stick. They're so good for when you exercise, though. Yeah, the sodium, right? Retains sodium. your water so you don't cramp. That's what, you don't cramp. That's what it's for. And bananas, too. There's bananas and pickles at, like, every single place that you go to. Mm-hmm. So, I finally got my pickle on a stick. But I also really liked this homemade ice cream. I had it twice on the trip. And I had peach ice cream. It was very good. Oh, the... What Beekman's. Beekman's, ice cream. yeah. And, like, it was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. So. It was very popular. I feel like, unpopular opinion, I did not think that ice cream was that good. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. But Abby really liked it. And, like, obviously all these people liked it a lot yeah. if they were lining up like that. But that place was cool because they... What what do they use to make the ice cream? It's like some kind of an engine thing, and they have it outside. And it so was you can like electric it. powered. We decided because we saw all these battery chargers. Mm. So, but 
there's a big secret behind it that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get it, but there's just this big, you hear this sound and it sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like that. You just hear it and you know that the ice cream is close. And I think on Ragbri, my expectations were there go- was going to be more food options. I thought that too. But I think we were a little limited this year. I, that's what I heard. I heard there were less food vendors than like, I feel like we saw a lot of the same things. Except yes. for if we went to like a church or something really local. Yes. If you go to Ragbri, the church dinners are where it's at. It's not really a secret though. Like everybody knows the church dinners are good. Mm-hmm. So you have to get there early though. Because we went to this church dinner, and so you have to wait outside in the line, right? And we waited for, like, 25 minutes in this line. And all the lines at Ragbri are super long, so just, you just got to suck it up it's and part stand of Ragbri. Yeah, like, you just have to do it. Um, so we waited outside for, like, 25 minutes, and we get inside. The pews are full of people waiting to get their lasagna. It was, like, a lasagna dinner. And it was so good, too. Like, I loved that. That was maybe my favorite food that we had. And they kept on counting the people because they were going to run out. And we made it. I feel like we barely made it. There were only a few rows behind us Like, she was when recounting, they ran out. like, four times. Yeah, she recounted a lot of times while we were there. <laughs> but So we ended up waiting, like, over an hour, definitely, mm-hmm. for our food. Easily. But it was so good. It was worth it. It was worth it. But you have to try and get there early because that was not that late. That was at like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you have to go really early if you want to get they the church They open up dinners. at like 3. Yes. So like the next time we went to the church, we went at like 3.30. Yeah. And we got to the beginning. Yeah, I didn't go that time. I That was my only church dinner that I had. Mm. Bummer. That's okay. When I came to Iowa, <laughs> the things that I really wanted to do on Ragbri... Where, number one, I wanted to see a chicken. (laughs) I want chickens in my backyard. Like, I want chickens. And so I was like, I have to see a chicken. Like, I'm in Iowa. I have to see one. I did it. I have a picture of it. I saw my chicken. Bravo. My second thing I didn't do. And I wanted to sing karaoke. And the thing is, I had the opportunity to... (laughs) And I just didn't do it because like I said, I got, I have allergies and they're really severe here. And on this one particular day, I lost my allergy medicine, so I didn't have any. And what, I mean, what was I supposed to do? There was not a gas station that I passed until literally the very end of the route. And so the following day, I felt really, really, really sick. It took me 11 hours. It was, I think, 50 miles. 11 hours to do the whole thing because I was so just exhausted and sick. And yeah, that's why you need to keep up with your allergy medicine. Don't miss a day if you come to Ragbri because it's this is very important. I get like a voice message from Abby and she's like, we found karaoke. You want to go to karaoke? You better stop. Like Sammy's been wanting to do this all week long. <laughs> I've been talking about karaoke at every town we stop at. This time was bold. We're like, this is for Sammy. Yeah. She's coming. We're excited for her. 
Yeah, but I was also by myself. Like, nobody rides with me. So, I was. it was just me. Not that I wouldn't sing karaoke by myself, because I totally would. <laughs> I totally would. But on this particular day, your girl was tired. I responded to Abby, and I was like, oh, no, my voice is going to crack so much. Like, this is going to be so funny. Like, I was down. Like, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I got there, and I was like... I do not feel like singing karaoke right now. I was Solo like, was not it. Yeah, I was like, I literally, I wouldn't do a duet either. I was like, I'm taking a nap. And I literally, like, at the spot where there was karaoke, it was so loud. I just laid down and took a nap. I was exhausted. And, yeah, I didn't get to town until super late that night. It was a rough, it was a rough day. But then I got allergy medicine we got better I found my allergy medicine that I had lost it got a lot better and so today was the last day and it was super hilly and like today I felt really good all day mm-hmm. it seems like everybody really enjoyed today everyone yep. who I talked to was like oh yeah today's ride was awesome so people were so into it I think today was like the prettiest ride like today yeah. was my favorite day because we just kept rolling up and down the hills but we got some really pretty, like, like bluff views of Yeah, well, in the, the flower fields, too. Yeah, in the fields. We kind of saw all of Iowa in just, like, one day, I felt like. like. We got to see a little bit of everything today. Lots of variety. Did you see that river? Yeah. It was so clear. Yeah. I didn't know rivers could be so clear in Iowa. Yeah. Like, I've never thought of Iowa as beautiful before <laughs> I went on Ragbri. Like, Iowa is beautiful. Like, when you get to ride it on a bike and actually take it in, people were, like, really impressed with Iowa. I am. So, if you were going to do Ragbri again, Mm -hmm. say, let's just say theoretically, money's not an issue. Okay? Okay. What would you do differently? I like the idea of still tent camping, but I need, like, two bags at least. We only brought, we're able to bring one bag so that really limited our options oh, on luxury bag. yes yeah so you get one bag that the rag bride truck will transfer for you and it can only weigh like 40 pounds which and then you have to carry it anywhere you go yeah i think it's 50 but yeah so you have to go get your stuff from the truck and then you have to carry your bag to your campsite wherever you're gonna camp yes so we camped very close to the truck every very night close. Well, I like tent camping. It got cold at night. <laughs> Even for that me. That was the big thing for me. Because <laughs> I'm from Florida, right? So, like, when it gets to 60 degrees in Florida, I'm like, that's it. It's too cold. Like, I'm not leaving my house. No. No, 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 no. It got down to, like, 50 degrees at night. <laughs> and we didn't have sleeping bags. <laughs> we slept with a sheet and a flannel. Like, that's all we could carry. Yeah. It's all that big. Yeah. The last night, though, okay, so the very last night, I had, like, my sweatshirt, my leggings. I had two pairs of socks on. The last night, I was actually pretty good, and that was one of the coldest nights. So I think we just were underprepared. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to do tent camping again, mm-hmm. and it was going to get cold like that, as long as you bring a lot of layers, if I had a bring sleeping a sleeping bag, bag, I would be golden. I think it'd be fine. Like, I think that was our big mistake, was there was, we didn't have a sleeping bag. We did have, like, this little blow-up mattress, this little foot pump mattress. Honestly, I'd recommend it. I had a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a struggle with it, 
I don't, this takes a while. It takes a while. And so that's the thing about Ragbri is like you have to set your tent up and take it down every day. No matter if you want to or not. Right. You have to. It's not like regular camping where you set your tent up and it's all good and it's there. It's like you have to pack your duffel every day. You have to take that tent down every single day and carry it to the truck. And they have people on the truck. They stuff that thing, dude. Like they... Like, take your bag. So, if you have anything fragile in your bag, make sure it's padded. Because they just take the bags and, like, throw them. Like, fooling them to the top. So, the stack of bags is, like, higher than in your like head. In, like, a semi-truck. It's in, in yeah. the sides of a semi-truck. Right. And so, they just, like, toss it up there. And it's so funny. Because, like, a lot of the guys... That's, like, a very... Oh, I'm a strong man kind of thing i can throw my bag to the top of the it's truck like a competition yeah so all the guys are like trying to throw their bags and sometimes i mean usually they do just fine at it i don't know i don't think it's it's probably not that hard i didn't do it at all <laughs> like i didn't sh- try to throw my bag up there yeah basically like the first day i went in and like the people in front of me th- were throwing their bags up <laughs> And the guys, they have these, like, teenagers who are helping you, like, put your bag in the right spot, and they unload all the bags and stuff like that. So, I went in, and the kid was like, do you want to throw it? And I was like, no. And I just gave it to him, and he did it, right? And so then every day after that, when this kid saw me, he would just come grab my bag from me. Like, he wouldn't even Not ask. Even just... Yeah, like, he would just take it, and I'd be like, thank you. I tipped them good. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you definitely don't have to throw it if you don't want to, but, like, you have to protect your stuff. And another thing that I heard that I did that I'm glad that I did, even though it didn't actually matter, is putting everything in a plastic bag, because if it rains... All your stuff is going to get wet. But it didn't rain at all on our bags. Right. Which was good. Because your bag sits out, like, all day long. So right. So that's why it's important. Like, they drive your bag to the next spot and just take it out and leave it there. And that's it. That's all that they do. And then you just have to go get them. So if it rains, your stuff is just going to get wet. You just got to deal with it. I know one of my favorite parts about Rag Brian was just that every morning we started out when the sun was rising, so we got to watch the sunrise every single morning. Just watch, like, all the other bikers. Like, even if you were riding alone, like, you had everybody else was riding with you. Like, I didn't ever, like, really feel alone just because everyone was doing their own journey, but everybody had the same goal of finishing. Like, I was like, that's really cool. You can all go your own pace, but at the end of the day, you're all like, I just want to get to the river. Yeah. It's just nice getting away from, like, all the busy days of life, like, we just weren't even on our phones that much, and I feel like we really got yeah. to know people well. I had no signal. Did you have signal? Not for, like, three days, and then I kind of got some at the end of the week, but mm. not a lot. I had one day, the, our century ride, I had great signal all day, <laughs> but all the other days, I literally had no signal, and people were texting me, and they'd be like, because I have family that lives in Iowa, so, like, I had had my family texting me being like, oh, I want to see you, and I literally could not text them back. Like, I, I had no signal. So, I could see their texts, because while I'm writing, I'd get, like, random signal, and so I could receive it. But then when I would go to send a text, like, none would send for days and days and days until I got to that century ride day. 
And like my family from home are texting me and they're like, how are you doing? Are you in the final town? Like they would be asking me all these questions. And I was like, I literally, I can't answer anybody. Like I cannot answer you. Just expect to be off the grid for a little while. I feel like Abby's hitting a wall here. I am. She's done. She's out. Okay, so I thought I would save all of this to the very end. If you want to do RAGBRAI or you're interested in learning about how everything works, the logistics, how I got my bike there, how we got to the start town, all of that stuff, I am going to go over that right now. And I also have a few tips if you are going on RAGBRAI or even if you're going on some other type of a bike trip. Everybody asks me about my bike. They're like, how on earth did you get your bike there? Did you ship it? Did you... Whatever. I rented a bike. Great experience. I really liked renting a bike. I bet it's different if you have a bike that you love, that you ride all the time, and that you're very comfortable with, but I obviously did not have one like that. I just rented one. It was honestly pretty cheap. I want to do a whole breakdown of my budget for RAGBRAI. I'll probably just... I'll put a link in the show notes, but I'll probably just do a Google sheet spreadsheet with a breakdown of all my expenses in case you're wondering. I really want to make sure I do that with all my travel content, but anyways, moving on. Um, So I rented from World of Bikes in Iowa City. Great experience. That place was awesome. Super fun. Super great. Love it. I actually have heard people post in the Facebook group that there were multiple people who shipped their bikes and their bikes didn't get there in time. So I do know that people have had problems with that and I would I would recommend renting a bike unless you're so committed and like so comfortable t- with your bike. It was perfectly fitted to my size. It was not uncomfortable at all. Like it was perfect and they did a really great job. And it was, I mean, again, I'll put the budget, I'll put it in the budget, but I think it was only like 200 and something dollars for the whole week, which is not that bad. It's different if you live in Iowa, but definitely if you're out of state, I think renting a bike is a good idea. A lot of people assumed that I drove there from Florida. I mean, I don't know how long it would take. I'm going to guess it would be like 36 hours. Like it would be a long drive. I absolutely did not drive. Uh, Luckily, I had met Abby in the Facebook group. And so I flew to where she lives. I stayed with her the night before. I think it was like the couple nights before we left. And she drove me to Iowa City so that I could get the bike. And she had the bike rack to get it back. And knowing Abby helped me so much logistically as well. Like not just that safety and that immediately knowing somebody and having a friend but like we did decide all of that stuff together which made it so much easier for me and it was the quad city bike club who we did our charter with so we we didn't do a charter the whole week we literally just chartered a bus to take us from the quad cities which my bike was in iowa city so it was very close to this quad cities area So they transported our bikes and we rode a bus and it took us to the campgrounds for the start city, which was Sergeant Bluff this year. And if you do want to do something like that, I would really plan on doing it early because I remember getting emails from him uh, where he would be like, 
we're full. Like, spots are running out. So, you have to get in there quick. You can't book one of those last minute. People who I met at Ragbri, people who know about Ragbri have asked me about whether or not I did a charter. And if you've never heard of it before, you're going to have no idea what that means. But basically, they have these... I don't know if they're companies, but they're just these groups, these charters is what they call them, and they will do a bunch of stuff for you. So you can sign up for regular RAGBRAI and just do the regular registration, which is what we did. They will transport one bag for you every day. It has to be under 50 pounds, and then you can camp at the open main campgrounds in the towns that you stop in overnight. So usually that's camping at a high school or fairgrounds, something like that. You just set up your tent and whatever, you're good to go. The charters, I'm pretty sure you can bring two bags, sometimes more. They always set your tent up for you so you don't have to set your tent up or they also tear them down, I believe. So you don't have to do any of that. I've heard of some that have indoor rooms where you can sleep but I don't really I didn't really understand that I talked to somebody about it and they were like yeah we have we sleep indoors and I don't know how their charter did that but they that's an option and they also have private showers that you can use if you're on the main camp campground they do have showers but they first of all they cost money so the showers are like eight dollars or ten dollars for a shower and the lines are super long oh i've also noticed the lines are super long for men the lines for women are very very short which was very favorable for me i was super into that but i think there were just so many more men than women on ragbri that the lines were just ridiculous but Sometimes you'll shower in like a high school locker room. Sometimes they have these trailers with showers. And honestly, like both experiences were totally fine. Like I had no problem with the showers or anything. It was just that the lines were long and sometimes it wasn't even worth it. I am not going to lie to you. I took a lot less showers than I thought I was going to. I think I took three showers the whole week which seems like ridiculous. Like if I hadn't been on at Ragbri and I heard someone say that, I'd be like, that is disgusting. How could you not shower after biking like 50 miles? I just, I could not have imagined it. But honestly, like not top priority. <laughs> just like not even something I thought too much about. Ooh, I do want to talk about in overnight towns. I just have a couple of small tips, nothing crazy. But number one is we always camped right next to the Ragbri truck. So the Ragbri truck is the one that carries your bags for you. So basically, if you camp far away from the Ragbri truck, you have to carry your bags and like take your bike with you to and from the truck to your campsite and then back in the morning to the truck to put your stuff on the truck. And that's a pain in the butt. Like... Like, your bag is heavy, dude. You don't want to be carrying it a mile. I did have one night, so I would highly recommend this if you know anybody who lives in Iowa. But we had one night. Our family friend, like, she's my mom's friend from elementary school. She lived in one of the overnight towns. So she lived in Mason City. 
And so we stayed with her on that night. So we just kind of biked to her house instead of biking to the campground. And then she drove us to the truck. We picked up our bags. She drove us back with our bags. And then the next morning she dropped us off with our bags. And then we biked from her house back to the main route. I mean, this might not happen if you stay somewhere else, but they cooked a beautiful dinner for us. It was so delicious. Chicken tacos, big fan. That was my request. So yeah, that was really nice. I would totally suggest doing that. If I had to do it again, I would stay at like Airbnbs or maybe hotels. I don't know. Try and stay somewhere not in the tent because the camping was the most annoying most frustrating part and part of it is because you have to set your tent up and break it down every single day like when you go camping you set your tent up once and it's there and it's done but since you're moving you have to keep tearing it down in the morning when it is freezing and okay maybe other people don't think it's freezing I'm from Florida so I'm a little different here but if it gets below 60 degrees like I am shivering, shaking, teeth chattering, freezing cold. So it would get in the low 60s every single night. I was freezing my butt off. I was so cold every single night. And I think a lot of people who I talked to were like, oh, it's so nice. It gets a little cooler at night, but not too cold. I disagree. It was too cold. Um, But we were on the northern route, so it's much, much cooler up there. And I will say we had perfect weather. The weather was not too hot. It wasn't too sunny. We didn't get rained on. Like, it was a beautiful week. And from my understanding, that literally never happens. And they always have some kind of bad weather. And don't get me wrong, we did have like a storm or two. But it was at night. It was not while we were biking. I was not concerned. I mean, our tent was waterproof. So it wasn't a big deal. If you are new to Ragbri, on the first night, like when you go into the first city, they have a, uh, I think it's called an expo, where you can go if you're new and meet a bunch of new people so that you're not alone. You have some kind of an opportunity to meet people. I would also highly recommend going to that if you're new. That was really cool. Definitely met a couple people there. They have shuttles. I was not expecting this. Um, so if you go and you're camping on the main campground, they have shuttles that will come by and take you downtown. I mean, honestly, if you ask the bus driver and they're going close to where you want to go, they might just drop you off directly where you want. Yeah, it was a good experience. I'm so glad that I did it. People keep asking me if I'm going to do it again. And like I said, I'm not going to do it next year, but I will definitely consider doing something like that in the future and my boyfriend does want to do something like this but we were kind of talking about maybe doing it somewhere in Europe instead of like Iowa because Iowa was just okay Iowa's not that exciting it was very beautiful and I actually had a lot of fun and the people are amazing there but Iowa's kind of lame when it comes to landscapes Um, it surprised me, but it definitely will not be as beautiful as Europe would be. So I would totally do another trip like this, but I don't, and I mean, maybe I would do actual Ragbri again, but 
I'm not really sure. The biking part was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was super unprepared. But honestly, you just take it like 10 miles at a time and it's not that bad. I did it with a huge (laughs) allergic reaction to all of the pollen and I turned out just fine. That is going to wrap up my whole recap of RAGBRAI. Again, I'm going to put my budget and all my financial information from this trip in probably a Google Sheet link below so that you guys can look at it if you are considering doing RAGBRAI or if you're now interested in RAGBRAI or if you're just curious and nosy and you just want to see how much I spent. Be my guest. I will leave it down there for you. Please subscribe to the podcast. I um, probably have zero podcast subscribers right now because this is my first episode. So you could actually literally be my first or and if you're not, I'm going to pretend like you are. Yay. Congratulations. You're my first follower, my first podcast subscriber. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I'm also going to leave my Instagram down below so you can follow me on there where you'll see my Instagram highlight where I'll have all my pictures and videos that I took from RAGBRAI on there so you can check it out Um, and then obviously you can just kind of see what's going on in my daily life that's what I post on my Instagram and hopefully I will hang out with you in another podcast episode bye